Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. Well, this past week has been an interesting week. A lot of turmoil in my soul and spirit, trying to decide what is best for me and in the role that I play. And also the fact that we're coming into the holiday season, and one that I like, Thanksgiving, although it's often overlooked because Halloween comes in and then all of a sudden because of the mad rush of forgetting what Christmas is really about and all the push for the mercantile sect of the country to want to make all their money. Because whether you know it or not, most businesses make their money during the holiday season. That's when a lot of sales go on and people buy different things that they need or want. So it's really a big push, and Christmas has become really mostly commercialized, forgetting the aspect of why it was really a holiday in the first place. But today's sermon was all about gratitude, and it was also about the idea that uh, it's not just an attitude, but it is an action. And I thought about that because, as I said, there's been a lot of turmoil, and that's because, like all offices and all aspects of work, you go through seasons just like in life, and there are changes, and there's ups, and there's downs, and in our case, there's been more downs than ups, and it's made me really reflect, do I want to work and provide my services in this kind of atmosphere? But i got to be honest with you, I had to come to the conclusion that it's not all about me. Now, I don't know totally what I'm going to do yet or what direction God may be taking me yet. But as of right now and thinking all day and through the week, and I even took Friday and worked at home. I only owed the office an hour, and I worked on some projects that needed my attention to help me do the job that my area requires me to do more efficiently and more effectively and to be beneficial for those that I'm serving. So I basically worked that hour and then just relaxed, just took time off to focus on what's going on, why it's going on, and what my role in it, if any, is to be. Well, that coupled with the sermon this morning, and I realized that, you know, it's really easy to look at other people and say, you know, if you'd just get your act together, everything would be okay. If you would just do your stinking job, and that's how the nice way that basically a person at work has been putting it, is that all these other people are not doing their job. They're all lazy, and they are not taking responsibility or taking their sense of area and doing what they're supposed to do. And yet, I think the reason I was mainly upset is I can see that that person, the same thing could be said about them, that they're not really fulfilling their role and that they're kind of lazy. And really, where does that get you? If both sides are looking at the aspect of the other ones not doing their job. So what needs to happen? Well, on Tuesday, we're having a meeting, and I'm very interested to how this meeting is going to go whether the person leading it is going to step up and show some leadership and say, hey, it, it's been a really tough time and, and I've had some things that maybe I could have done better and maybe explained better and communicated better, 
or if they're just going to continue with the idea that you're all stupid, lazy, and not doing your job. I hope it goes the first way, that they realize that there is no perfect human being. There is nobody that ever totally, completely, perfectively does their job, or even effectively does it either that everybody, due to circumstances, maybe it's just emotional turmoil, it's physical pain, it's an illness, you just aren't on your game all the time. And so I want you to think about that, and I hope that's what they think about. But even more than that, as bad as things are right now, with some people failing to live up to responsibilities, and that would be everybody failing to do that, but one person looking and another could see them. I would challenge everyone, wherever you're at, whatever your job you do, that you would look at it and see, are there good things about it? Are there things that you can be grateful for? Can you be grateful for any aspect of your job where you are right now? Now, what are some of the areas you could be grateful for? Well, you could be grateful, first of all, that you have a job at all. Because there are some people that would like one and don't have one. Now, I know you might say, but it's not the job I want. It's not paying me what I want. It's not paying me what I'm worth. Well, what are you worth? How do you determine that? I mean, I don't believe anybody's worth a million dollars throwing a football down a field. But there's people that'll pay that because they bring in tickets and concession prices and product prices, and they bring all that money in, and so they can spend any amount of money they want. But most businesses have a limited amount of assets, and how do you know what one person is worth over another one? So you could just be grateful you got a job. You could be grateful that maybe you got good benefits, because at least at our company, there's one aspect that people get their insurance paid for. Now, not their families, but theirs, but that's a big chunk in today's marketplace and you get time off uh, for a good amount of holidays and that's not always true in every job and you also get a decent amount of time off for vacation and an allowable decent rate for sick unless you're the type of person that runs to the doctor every time you stub your toe and then you use it up and you don't have any when you really need it but basically it is good. We could look at it that we're not where we used to be. We're still short-handed in some positions, and it causes a little more stress and work, but the conditions aren't what they used to be, for the most part, overall. And you could be grateful for that. You could be grateful that uh, you have good workers beside you. Now, I know in every case there'll be some people at our work and your work probably too that said, yeah, but some of them are bums or some of them aren't very friendly or some, but for the most part, it's a good place. As far as upper management, they could be proud of the fact that we were in a big hole and now we're not. And so we could be grateful for that. We could be grateful that we're paying our bills every month and we're not going in debt. In fact, we've been able to do a few projects, but Maybe there are other projects we could do that are better. And so I've really been thinking about that. I think the reason we get sired on our job and sired is we forget, number one, what we're supposed to do. In my case, I won't say for you because I don't know what your faith perspective is, but in my case, what did God call you to do? 
And God called me to be an encourager and an uplifter to those around me, to be a director to those that need new direction, to pick people up when they need to be picked up. And right now, everybody from our leader to the lowest man on our totem pole needs to be picked up and in some cases redirected. And that's what I'm there for. What I've got to decide is, am I able to still do that job? And if I am, it really doesn't matter about the other things because that's what I'm called to do. So that's the first thing. What are you called to do at your job? What is your area? And are you accomplishing what you're supposed to in your area? And if you are, then it doesn't matter about all the other areas. I guess what I'm trying to say is when I teach my stress management class, I've come up with a new idea that one of the biggest things in relieving stress is just like a person who's going through a struggle with addiction and they're going through a 12-step program. And one of the things in AA at the very end was the idea of the serenity prayer. Now again, I think this fits whether you're actually in a 12-step program or you have a faith perspective because the basic proponent of the serenity prayer or that idea of having sereneness or peace is that you realize there are things that you can change and you need the courage to change them, whether individually or corporately within the system of wherever you are. And there are things that you cannot change and you need to be willing to accept them. And then the key to it all is the wisdom to know the difference so you're not beating your head against the wall trying to change things you can't, not having the courage to change the things you can, and then you can live in peace. So what is your job? What are you supposed to do? Are you able to do it? Are you able to do it effectively? And are you able to effectively push your organization in the direction it needs to go according to what you're supposed to be doing. If that is the case, then plug on, stay there, keep going, be grateful that you enter a place where you're making a difference. And I would say if you're not making a difference, then maybe if you're a person of faith, open some doors, ask God to lead you through them. And if he doesn't open any doors, then he's just telling you stay where you are. And if he opens them, then walk through and find that new place where you can be effective in what you are called to do in life. Blessing, protection, and favor until we meet again.